1: And hello, welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. Glad you're with us today. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Midweek, a little bit of a break from some IU basketball as far as the games go, but obviously a huge road game looming for the Hoosiers. Really their last big non-conference test of the month before Big Ten basketball arrives in December. And that is a a pretty early game on Saturday afternoon. A noon game at Fog Allen uh, in Lawrence, Kansas against the Jayhawks. A big test, uh, an opportunity for Indiana to bounce back. Does Jalen hood Shafino play? Is he available some, all? That's a big question, I think, heading into the game and we'll talk about a lot about that game today and the rest of the week, getting you all set for it. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, a lot of news to get to today. Uh, Joe Lenardi, the original bracketologist, as I always call him, uh, with uh, his uh, first real bracketology of the year in Indiana, I think you'll be very pleased with where he has them seated in the tournament, uh, his thoughts on the tournament. Uh, at this early point of the non-conference season. Also, a few high school basketball notes statewide. The season has been underway now for about three weeks or so, and there are three players in our state. IU is involved with all of them. You're going to know most of their names if you're a regular listener to this program or you follow recruiting on a regular basis, but three really, really big names in high school basketball in our state this year that I look forward to seeing. I haven't seen them yet in person, but they've had some big games, and I'll talk about that. Also, a little bit later today in the first segment, a couple things on IU football. IU football got a a commitment yesterday, and then there's an interesting uh, player, a quarterback, that has entered the transfer portal that has some Indiana Connections, so we'll mention that uh, for you coming up here in just a bit. Uh, Also, later in the show, it's Wednesday, so Josh, uh, I should say, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star is with us. We'll talk IU basketball. Now that Dustin is on the NBA beat for the Pacers, we'll also chat a little bit about Romeo Langford and some of the starts that he has received recently. And then later in the hour, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will join. We'll talk high school basketball coming out of last weekend, and we'll talk the schedule for this weekend as well. You know, I had said this weekend, you know, we wouldn't have as big of games as what we had last Friday night and last weekend, but really, locally, it's still a good weekend. Providence and Floyd Central, Big rivalry game on Friday. I know we're going to have that one on the Big X. Also, Silver Creek in Jeffersonville on Friday. So two big Friday games, that's for sure. And I think we've got a doubleheader coming up. We've got a Friday game on the Big X uh, and a Saturday game as well. So lots of high school basketball coverage coming up this weekend as well. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are uh, being offered still. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. The Thornton's text line is open. It's always open during this show. You can text me anything you want, a question, a comment, IU, high school basketball, whatever it may be, the number 502-414-1450. Again, write it down or save it in your phone, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And let's get into some of our headlines here for this Wednesday program. First and foremost... Indiana in Joe Lenardi's ESPN Bracketology. He's the guy that started all this craziness uh, during the season earlier and earlier, uh, projecting out what the NCAA tournament could look like and what team's seeds could be. He's got Indiana at a number four seed, so he's got him in the Midwest region. I saw a couple other the early bracketologists out there have Indiana uh, as a four seed as well. But currently, as far as the NCAA net rankings, which are so very important, Indiana at number 18 overall in those, number 16 in the Ken Palm computer ratings, number 17 in the Bart Torvik, I guess you'd call those computer ratings as well, and number 14 in the Sagarin ratings. So looking at some of the computer models that are out there, that tells you overall where Indiana is at. So Indiana, according to Lenardi, one of eight Big Ten teams in his field at this point. He actually has Purdue as the top overall seed right now. Other teams he has in, Illinois at a five-seed, Maryland a five-seed, Ohio State a six-seed, Iowa a seven-seed, Wisconsin a seven-seed, Michigan State, which uh, we'll see what happens there with Tom Izzo and the Spartans. He's got them as a ten-seed. And if that were to hold true, and, of course, this is his model, his predictions – uh, it has been a good start, I think, to the year overall for the Big Ten Conference. Indiana's been solid. Purdue has really helped with the season that they have had. Uh, obviously, Illinois, very good. Ohio State's had a good start. Iowa, solid. And even Wisconsin as well, kind of leading the way. He had Penn State Rutgers as the first two teams out of the field. And then he had Michigan as the next four out. So within the NCAA tournament field, plus six teams. Uh, What does he have, 11 teams in there? That could be pretty doggone good here as we get ready for conference play at the first of the year to have 11 teams in conversation right now for the NCAA tournament. Problem is, it's always the problem in the Big Ten. uh, These programs are going to beat the heck out of each other uh, once the conference season in full gets here. So uh, I don't think there's a chance Indiana, I should say the Big Ten, lands 11 teams in the tournament this year Uh, maybe it'll be into single digits because the Big Ten is going to beat up uh, each other so much here in the coming months. High school basketball underway. We had the New Albany-Floyd Central game Friday. Providence-Floyd Central coming up this Friday. Some other big games still ahead. New Albany and Jeff after the first of the year. Jeff Floyd Central, Jeff Providence. So many big ones still ahead. But on a statewide level, three players that really come to mind. We've talked about all these guys before on the show Indiana has offered and is deeply involved with all these guys, but junior center at Kokomo, Flory Badunga, he has had an outstanding start to the season. Kokomo getting all kind of, I guess what you'd call, showcase games to play in some of the big shootouts and events that are out there, and so many college coaches taking time out of their practice schedules and getting away when they don't have a game to see Badunga and Kokomo play. He is really continuing to rise up and burst onto the scene. He no longer is a secret like he was back last spring and into the summer, but he really is beginning to become a big-time national prospect that has NBA written all over him. So it's going to be interesting to see how good he makes Kokomo coming out of 4A North. They made it to the semi-state last spring, last March, as he really began to become a primetime player in his first year in the state playing high school basketball. But he really is one of the more intriguing basketball players. And I've just seen videos and clips and online games. I've not seen him in person. But from what I hear and from what I'm seeing, uh, wow, what an intriguing prospect he is that seems to get better on a regular basis. Who knows what the ceiling could be like for Badunga. Also, a name we talk about a lot, Trent Sicily. Boy, he's getting in the middle of a Big Ten battle. Indiana and Purdue, Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, all schools that have offered him. He had a 30-point game last weekend up in Indianapolis in one of the showcase events there. His Heritage Hills team coming out of 3A South is going to be very good this year. We had a chance to see him early in the year when they scrimmaged against New Albany at the Doghouse. Six-foot-seven, just a sophomore Sicily from a basketball family. We've had his coach, Nate Hawkins, on the program to talk about his recruiting and who he is as a player before a few times, actually. But he is really somebody to watch that, again, is one of the elite prospects in our state. And every bit as much as elite as those first two guys is Jalen Harrelson, He's another sophomore. He plays at Fishers. He's had some humongous games. He had 35 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists as Fishers beat Bloomington North uh, on Saturday up in Southport at that shootout, the form tip-off classic. He's averaging just over 27 points a game. Again, just a sophomore. He's at Fishers right there in the Indianapolis area playing all the big 4A competitions. So uh, he definitely is somebody to continue to watch his recruitment even before this high school season. Had already begun to expand on more of a national level. But those are three really, really strong prospects right now. And the crazy thing is, none of them are seniors. So they're all going to be back for, we hope, be back for their respective schools and not exit the state for a prep school or one of these elite high schools that plays some sort of national traveling schedule. But if these three guys stay another year, Indiana high school basketball is going to continue to be elite. These are some special, special high major players, NBA potential in all of these guys. I think Badunga has, I think, NBA potential just... All over him, no question about it. But three really good players that are having great starts to the season that uh, potentially, if they stick around, could not only continue to be big targets for Indiana and Big Ten schools, but some of the great high school basketball players maybe ever coming out of our state. uh, Some really good guys out there right now. Also, IU football, a couple notes on Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. They picked up a commitment from a junior college yesterday. A transfer coming into the program, Tyreek McDaniel, six foot one, 200 200-pound defensive back, will come into Indiana next season from Independence Community College. So that is uh, an incoming player for IU as there's been so many departures to the transfer portal and just so many things going on now with the portal and recruiting. One other thing to mention, I have no idea if there will be any kind of connection here as far as the coaching staff and this player, but on Monday... A quarterback that has some Indiana ties, at least Indiana, Indiana University ties, entered the transfer portal from Colorado. That is Maddox Cop. He is the younger brother of Indiana basketball player Miller Cop, who, of course, came into IU from the portal uh, from Northwestern. But uh, his brother Maddox, after one year leaving Colorado, not going to stay in play for Coach Prime, Coach Primetime time uh, Deion Sanders. But, uh, uh, I think one of the IU sites did interview him on Monday. This is Maddox cop, and he said he would be open to an opportunity with Indiana if they were to be interested in him. So Uh, interesting there, just just a name in the portal. There's so many darn names in the portal. It's hard to keep up with them, to be quite honest with you. But another name in the portal from a quarterback position to watch. And I I say that really because, number one, you know, obviously Colorado coach uh, Deion Sanders, you know, getting all kind of national media attention right now. But the quarterback spot at Indiana, Dexter Williams, we don't know any kind of timetable for his return from that Knee surgery that happened right there after the Purdue game, and uh, who knows what the QB room looks like next year for the Hoosiers. So I think it's safe to think that one at least would come in uh, from the transfer portal for next year, given what's up in the air with Dexter Williams. Let's look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. Again, the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502 414 1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a break, and as we do so, a reminder, we've got high school basketball coming up on Friday. Providence and Floyd Central coming your way here on the Big X. Stay with us. Next up is Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk IU basketball in advance of the big Kansas game on Saturday and a little Romeo Langford as well. He's getting some real starting opportunities and logging some minutes for the San Antonio Spurs. And we'll talk about all that more next right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
0: We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to
1: be treated like a god just for a few moments.
0: Here's Matt Dennison.
1: All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. Thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget to get to the live show. You can always find this as a podcast. Really, anywhere you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you'll find us there. But live every weekday on the Big X at 11 o'clock and appreciate uh, your listenership. Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star joins me now. And don't forget the Thornton's text line remains open. If you've got a question or comment on IU basketball, you can send it in to us, 502-414-1450. Again, 502 502- 414-1450. Dustin, before we get into some IU stuff, I was talking in the first segment today about some of the big names highlighting high school basketball in our state this season. Of course, Indiana very involved with all three players I mentioned. Flori Badunga of Kokomo. Trent Sicily of Heritage Hills, and Jalen Harrelson of Fishers. I know we get so covered up with the college and you, of course, with the professional season covering the Pacers going on right now. But, boy, it's a really good year for some great talent in our high school basketball ranks here in Indiana.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are some special, special players. I and mean, I think, uh, obviously, you're going to see it. You know, you, you've obviously seen their offer sheets and their, their rankings here go up. And uh, I, I haven't seen much too much of each of those guys Uh, and obviously I'm I'm making less of a point to do so now that I'm covering the NBA Um, but just what I you know piece together or whatever just from this summer and and just everything you keep hearing from from those three guys they're they're really special players all three of them Um, that uh, you know just their skill sets I mean I I got to see Jalen Harrelson against, uh, against Xavier Booker in about June, uh, the event in Carmel, uh, the name of which I forget, uh, but just, you know, his just fluidity is, he, even as a bigger, taller player, uh, super impressive. And if you are go, obviously, a, as a true big man, uh, you know, it was extremely impressive. And Trent Sisleyman, all, all three of those guys, it's definitely a really good class, uh, in Indiana. And obviously, I'm going to have to battle to, to get, uh, even one of those guys. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you obviously, you see ups and downs, obviously, in terms of the, the, the top line. Indiana and uh, you know this this stretch is going to be obviously really really good for the state as far as uh, you've just just big time players that are going to end up going to end up at big time schools.
1: I tell you, Dustin, it seems like more and more when I look at ESPN or scroll through what's available on TV, there are more high school games uh, on television. There's now like a national league of some of the elite high schools that are out there. And just with the way TV rights work and the money that's available out there. Uh, more national-level high school basketball is definitely on television. It's fun to watch. I've, I've enjoyed seeing Indiana's connection to Montverde Academy down in Florida with Jalen hood Chafino and Malik Renew and I know they're recruiting some guys from there as well. There's definitely some benefits, I think, to playing that type of schedule and being at a school where you can really specialize in basketball while still getting your education. But for these guys we're talking about and for the future of basketball in our state, with the fans and the passion that still exist here, I, I always kind of cringe a little bit when I see those ESPN games because it's got to be so attractive to the kids and, and others around them, including their family. I, I hope that high school basketball, at least here in our area, can withstand some of the national opportunities that are out there these days.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it is a, a tough, uh, you know, tough decisions for kids to make and stuff like that. And obviously, having them that that, that on the table, um, you know, like on balance, you have to say just the opportunity. This is a good thing. There's some people that are certainly you know better off. I mean, they, they might not be in a great situation in their high school or whatever. Um, and and obviously, you're talking about a, 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 a basically a college level experience. And sometimes, when I mean, you have um, you know, I mean, the Montverde teams that come out there, you're not just playing with guys who are going to be Division One players. You're playing with guys who can do lottery picks um and so there's there's obviously something to be said for that but there is the um uh, you know the other experience and I did a piece on this um one of my first stories when I was at the athletic Hugh Kellenberg kind of pushed me to do it and uh, you know just learned a little bit about um you know just just how coaches in the state were viewing this because you obviously have uh, you know in Indiana the fact that you have one of those kind of national level programs in the state means that that you can sort of Circle that as a place that you can go, and you don't have to go that far. Like if you're if you're an Indianapolis kid. Um, you know, and you go to Law of the your parents can still, still come to your games. Um, you know, it's not like you're, you're going down to Florida or anything like that. And, and you get to play some of those. You get to play the, the Mont-Virt, You get to play the IMGs. Um, so it is a tragic thing, but on the flip side to it, obviously, like you said, it, you, you don't have any connection to the community. I mean, you look at, uh, I, I don't know that Law the has any, has, uh, you know, actual humans come to their games. Uh, I don't know how many people do. Um, and it's not the same sort of in, internal, you know, connection with your town, you know, where it's, you know, you grew up there. You've been there your whole life. Everybody knows you, you know. Um, by that point, you, you're you're getting watched by, you know, the parents of your classmates and and everything like that. Um, it's, it, there, there is obviously something that you get to do when you stay and you play in your hometown high school, um, you know, that that's not there uh, if, if you go to a monverter and IMG. So obviously every kid's got to make his own decision. Um, and, you know, not everybody can go to those. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's better when the top-line kids stick around, um, you know, for the state, um, you know, just for the, for IHS, IHSAA and, and, you know, all, you know, the, the, state championships and all the games that matter. Um, you know, obviously, the, but again, you know, the, there's only so much talent that can go to that level of school. Uh, and the more that, the, the more top level talent that sticks around the state, the better. But there is still always going to be that vibrant, um, you know, uh, vibrant basketball in the state of Indiana. Again, it, it's better when they have the top line kids, but it's always going to be a good product regardless. It's going to keep, um, you know the sort of basketball community connected. Um, you know it, 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 it's. It, I, I guess it's just to say, it sucks when you know somebody loses a kid, uh, especially for their senior year. You know, but it, it, you know a lot of those kids are always still going to come through. You know, at least play a couple years at their home high school before they go someplace else. Uh, and you know, it's going to keep you know, the the state of Indiana basketball is always going to be healthy to some extent. It, 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 you know, if you lose a couple of these, it, it hurts. Um, of the top line guys, it hurts. If, if a Harrelson goes someplace else for his senior year, that's going to hurt. Um, you know, when you don't get to, to you know, uh, anoint those guys, uh, you know, Mr. Basketball at the end of the, their careers, there, there's something lost, I think. Um, but it, it's not so much lost that it's going to, you know, in any way, you know, sort of decapitate or debilitate, you know, Indiana basketball as a whole.
1: Absolutely. Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star, my guest. Dustin, I think our listeners know now the last three or four weeks you've switched to the Indiana Pacers beat, but you're still kind enough to join us to talk uh, IU hoops and college basketball. So we'll start here with NBA as well. Romeo Langford. I saw something uh, that his last was it six games. He's averaging uh, just under 11 points per game and has gotten all sorts of opportunities, some starting for Uh, the Spurs, and he had a career-high 19 points this past Saturday uh, at Miami. Uh, So some good things happening for him, finally. Let's all knock on wood that he seems to be staying healthy, at least for this most recent stretch, but after a real puzzling start in San Antonio, who's a really bad team in the league this year, maybe he's finally found his groove and got an opportunity for some success here.
2: Yeah, no. Hopefully, hopefully so. And obviously, it's it's a good position to be in if you're Romeo because you're on a team that's uh, you know not in the greatest shape in terms of its, its roster talent, but you still have an all-timer uh, as a coach in Greg Popovic. and they're, they're in a true rebuilding phase. And so that means you get some opportunities. That means you get some chances. Uh, you know, you to go out there and play. And even if you're not, even if you go through a stretch, you don't play well. Uh, you know they're going to give you another chance, another chance, another chance because they're just obviously playing out the string. And, and you know it, they're probably going to need um, they, they need draft picks, they need to build guys, and, and obviously how that works out for him long term. Who knows? But it basically, he just gets to, you know, put some things on film. And I, and I haven't had a chance to watch any Spurs games. I've uh, been busy and I'm chasing the paces around. But, you know, I did see kind of a, a highlight package show up on Twitter of Romeo, you know, I think yesterday. Um, I think it might have been from that Miami game. And some of the drives he was making, you're like, okay, that, that's. That's kind of a next level progression I mean first off he's getting in the basket as easier and getting shots as easy as he used to um, you know he really in his freshman year at IU uh, you know certainly he, he wasn't it wasn't a perfect year for him that year but when he got downhill uh, he could get a bunch of those obviously you saw him make those kind of shots those kind of plays um, they're kind of driving through like butter but he's obviously just a bigger guy now um, you know you obviously look at him when you see him running up and down the quarter I and you do see a physically a grown-up um and so i think that's you're you're seeing some progression there you're going to see some opportunity um and if he can just string you know string big games together like that i mean then it, at least if he becomes a guy that they look at as you know a foundational piece now that i like, do i think he's going to be uh the guy for the spurs going forward you know probably not i'm not sure they're going to hope that they get um, You know, better players uh, certainly in this draft. You know, get a guy like you know, if not Willyamama, then Scoot Henderson or, or somebody like that. I mean, they, they obviously need to, re- to completely rebuild the roster. Uh, as finally, all those great Spurs teams that everybody from those great Spurs teams have finally sort of um, you know exited in some way, shape, or form, whether they retired or they you know uh, moved on. Um, but but he's going to have an opportunity, and he seems like he's starting to, to make the most of it. So it's, it's you know, he, he seems to be in a good place and on a good trajectory.
1: Dustin Dopeirak, the Indianapolis Star, my guest. One other little NBA note: uh, Victor Oladipo recently was back in Indiana, uh, playing at Gainesbridge Fieldhouse. I know, I know, you guys. I uh, think Akeem had a feature story on that.
2: Yeah, no, I got to talk to him both times, I and mean, he was uh, he was available for. Um, they did. They did shoot around, and we got to talk to him after shoot around. So I, I got to catch up with him and, and get a get a sense of where he's at. Not just I. I mean, it was me and, and Tony Yeast and, and Scotty Agnes and some other guys that are on the Pacers beat. Um, and then Akeem and Tony and I waited waited Vic out. Uh, we had to we had to wait Vic out uh, after the game, basically, because I, 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 he was connecting with some people, and he also had a moment. Um, where he sat on the floor, uh, you know, you know, close close to the spot where he was injured, um, and sort of, you know, just did some, you know, reminiscing and whatnot and, and sort of going over where he stands because obviously, uh, you know, his career has been, you know, sort of permanently altered, uh, you know, by that by that quad injury and I think it was January of twenty nineteen, um, I wanna say. And so, you know, the uh, he, he had a uh, sense of okay, this is how far I've come. This is how far I've got to go, and he just sort of sat there and sort of reconnected with that moment, and then told us a little bit about it um, in in the uh, in the locker room after. And I think again, we were probably there for an hour and a half um, between the end of the game, and so we were probably sitting in the locker room for maybe half an hour, forty five minutes wait before him. He, everybody else was long gone uh, from the heat locker room, and he was still sort of hanging around at Game Bridge. So uh, he, it was interesting. I mean, he had a couple moments. Hit uh, a kind of crossback, you know, uh, crossover step back three. Had a really, you know, pretty cross court pass. I think he found Tyler Hero in the corner. Um, you know, just had a couple of good defensive moments. He's obviously slowly coming around. Uh, you know, getting back to where he was two surgeries and then he had i guess the chronic condition in the opposite knee um, and I don't know if that had to do with the quad or, or not but I mean just obviously his body has betrayed him in a, in a number of ways um so it's just all just sort of getting back I mean, and he is hopeful I mean, I thought we, we talked to eric Spolster about him as well and he just and eric seems hopeful um that uh, that Vic can can be can be useful uh you know they're, they're trying not to get ahead of themselves and, and imagine okay you know imagine, 2017 18 version of Vic when he was averaging 22 a game and an all star, and, and you know, taking the Pacers, you know, to uh, forcing a seven game series with the Heat, you know, like battling battling LeBron, at his peak in Cleveland. Um, and so you know, that was they're not kind of looking for that and imagining that it's just you know, he can he can matter defensively, he can be a really good elite on on you know, on ball defender, and and maybe everything that goes from that, any offense is going to be a bonus. So obviously, he he. Had some decent performances uh, with the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, you know, helping them get to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, last year, and they're hopeful that, that he can get something like that. I mean, he can be a bit player, and that's you know, if if they can get on a roll, that might be all they need. They've got a lot of good pieces, I and mean, that they're twelve, and I think they're thirteen and fifteen. They they have not had a great start, um, you know, but they still have a lot of those guys that can get on a run. You know, Adebayo really just totally shut down. Um, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, with, with the switches they were doing. Um, and so you, you could still see they got a lot defensively. They got some shot makers. You know, Jimmy is, Jimmy Butler is still going to be a guy that's going to keep you in it just by sheer force of will. Um, and so, you know, like Vic has a chance, I think, to have, um, get a good experience out of this year. He, he's not going to be the guy. He might never be the guy for a franchise ever again, but he still got some good basketball
3: left.
1: All right, Dustin, let's jump into some IU stuff before we let you go. I mentioned earlier today Joe Lenardi has Indiana as a number four seed in his most updated bracketology, and a good start for the Big Ten Conference, I think, as far as building tournament resumes. I know they'll beat up up on each other when the full conference season gets here, but what's your take on Indiana through ten games so far this season? Uh, I know it's a general question, but I'm curious where you go with it. Sure. Yeah. No. I
2: mean, I've obviously uh, you've been watching them in bits and pieces. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch the whole Arizona game on uh, Saturday night, but I did have it on the laptop, and uh, you know, some of the other guys on press row kept trying to check in in between uh, stretches of play with the Pacers to see how IU was doing. And, and I think you know it, it, we're starting to see, I think, finest level with them. Um, and and I think it, they they are more in terms of where they're ranked, in terms of where they're viewed. I, I think it's it's more of a sense of this is where I this is where I thought they were. Um, is a three or four seed, a team that could be a sweet 16 team uh, that, that's not necessarily a final four-level squad. But, it, you know, again, it's a vast improvement from what you've seen. We're still talking about a team that was one and done in the tournament last year. And, and got, you know, obviously we went over all the reasons why that St. Mary's game was as bad as it was, all the travel and all the games and whatnot. Um, but this is where I think they make sense. They are a, a team that is, doesn't have... Everything it needs, but has a lot of what it needs, It's going to be competitive with most if not all teams, and has a chance to be a Sweet Sixteen squad, and can I think battle for the for the Big Ten? Um, and I still think that's the case. I mean, I you know I, I know Purdue's playing really really well, and you know they might you know I know they're the best team in the country right now is that going to still be the case in two months? We'll see. Um, but I think Indiana obviously is, is, has a lot of talent, but it has some flaws. Uh, you know, I still they, they they haven't corrected the shooting. You know, they they haven't. They're an okay shooting team. Better than they were last year. There's still not a lot of good shooting teams. Um, you know they can. I think Miller Cobb has become more reliable. I like you've seen him take a step up. And you don't know who else you're going to get shots from. Some night you might you'll get more from Trey Galloway than you got last year. But he's not going to you're not going to get that every night. You're going to get some more from Tamar Bates this year, but you're not going to get that every night. Obviously Jalen Butchafino's injury is an issue, um, and, and I imagine it's not going to be. A, it, it's a back, so you don't know that it's a thing that's just going to go away. I mean, there's a thing that could. Come back um, and and be an issue and be a nagging problem and something that, that might drag him down a little bit. Backs are tricky, um, so you know I, I think they I, there are some surprises. I'm surprised to see a little bit of dip in production from Geronimo and Renew, particularly Renew, uh, because I, I really it's the, the way that he uh, stepped into the game, is performing extremely well, and, and he seemed to be uh, just really ahead of the game This freshman, It seems like some some teams have figured him not figured him out necessarily, but but. Uh, obviously, figured out that they need to be prepared for him, and he's been a little bit less productive, and that's kind of surprised me. So, uh, I, I think they're going to get better uh, as the season goes on. I think I think you're going to see Renew get back to being what he was, um, you know, in the first couple games. I, I think obviously you're going to see more production from Geronimo, um, but they do still they do still have some flaws, and so I think it's a team that that can get a lot done, can win a lot of basketball games, but I don't know if it's a team that I see being there at the end.
1: Dustin Pirac, the Indianapolis star with us. You know, Malik Renew had a great start to the season, especially as a freshman. And, you know, really Jalen hood Chafino was the heralded guy, but he really stepped up early, did Malik. We haven't heard as much from him, and I thought it was interesting the other night on the Coach Woodson radio show, he mentioned he really needed to find some more minutes, some more opportunities for him, and he may not take him out at two fouls any longer. I'll be curious to see if uh, Malik gets more playing time in this game against Kansas.
2: Yeah, no, I, mean, I think it's going to be a big one for him. And I think he's, especially just after he's had a couple where he hasn't, uh, where he's either got pushed around a little bit or hasn't been a good and I haven't had a chance to really break down what the issue has been. But, you know, there have been, you know, stat lines that I just didn't expect that you would see from him. Him being really quiet, being like one of two with two points, uh, in a twelve minute stretch. I mean I think um just early on he was just almost as you, you saw a lot of, you know, early stage Trace from him. Um, uh, you know, just because he was he has such good uh he doesn't quite have I trace his broad athleticism, I don't think the same that he came into IU with, but he's as polished, uh as far as around the basket moves and everything like that. He's probably further along as far as this perimeter game uh is concerned than Trace was then. Um but it, it does seem like teams have it just, just, it just found ways to throw in physicality at him, and it's been tougher uh, than he expected. Where you know, sort of early on, you know, and I, and I, you know, wrote this in the story that I wrote about him, you know, in the preseason, um, you know, race and trace were saying that we, we can't, we, we we couldn't speed this guy up. Um, so, like, even you know, when those two guys got a hold of him, when he got he got on on campus at Bloomington, they were having a hard time making him do, uh, you know, getting him out of his rhythm. And it seemed like nobody was able to do that really in the first month of the season or so. Nobody was able to get him out of his rhythm and what he wanted to do. But it seems like teams have managed, um, you know, especially recently. Obviously, you know, Rutgers is one of those teams that's really, really good at mucking it up. And, and you know, teams that uh, players that seem to be enjoying themselves, Rutgers has a way of making them not. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, is Rutgers a good team? I I, I don't know. Rutgers is a team that beats you up. You know, Rutgers is a miserable, miserable opponent to play. Um, And so, I think he, he he got a sense, obviously, in that game, and Indiana got a sense in that game. Of what it's going to be like when a team is truly dedicated to your misery, more so than they are anything else on a basketball court. And Rutgers is really, really good at that. And so I think that's kind of thrown him off uh, a little bit, is, is getting used to teams that are more interested in doing that. And Arizona just, I thought, did a really good job of defending Indiana's bigs overall, particularly Trace. Um, you know, obviously they did a really good job of putting multiple bodies on him and, and, and doing so in such a way that, uh, you know, he wasn't able to, to pass out of it and create for anybody. Uh, I think he only had one assist in that game um so it's being you know doubling and being smart with doubles that you're not sort of opening up anything else whereas you know in in previous games you've seen it uh trace find it really easy to find uh you know shooters out of double teams they made it a lot more difficult on him. so um it, I, basically yeah there's there's just a, a lot of growing pains i think that that, that malik's going through now and that, that indiana's going through now
1: dustin do the indianapolis star with us wednesdays here on the show dustin keep up the great work covering the Pacers. I've enjoyed your work uh, since making the switch there to a new beat. appreciate uh, you still being willing to join us on Wednesdays, and uh, we'll talk with you again next week. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Anytime. We'll head to a quick commercial break. We're back to talk local sports and some high school basketball for the weekend coming up with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We've got Providence and Floyd Central here on the Big X this Friday evening. Pre-game coverage around 7:15 and tip off in that contest is at 7:30. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Pat Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. A little bit of update here. Jeff Goodman uh, of Stadium reporting that uh, Sean Miller, the former Arizona coach, now Xavier will receive no sanctions or has received no sanctions in the IARP ruling uh, according to what he's reporting. So that's good news for Miller, of course, the brother of former IU coach Archie Miller. And, of course, better news for Xavier, who is really off to a good start under his leadership and, of course, that Xavier Road game, one of Indiana's best wins of the year as you look back on things here at this point. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, with us in this segment. Josh, we had a great weekend of high school hoops over the weekend. New Albany-Floyd Central was the big rivalry game. There were some other great games as well, but getting ready for another big week, we've got Floyd and Providence coming up on Friday. Silver Creek and Jeff on Friday as well. So another Friday night of some rivalry feels here in Southern Indiana.
3: Yeah, definitely uh, got some more got some more good games coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, that New Albany Floyd game. I, I went to the first half. I think you were there for the whole game, but uh, you know it was a, was a wasn't a pretty first half uh, by any means. But uh I think it might have got a little bit better in the second half. But still, uh, you know, just kind of the uh what you'd expect from from floyd new albany just uh just a uh, knockdown dragout drag out game and uh you know i i actually uh you know the old the old adage of first one to 40 wasn't right this time because floyd central <laughs> hit 40 and uh uh hit 41st and uh, new albany ended up winning the game so that was uh you know we'll, we'll we'll try that again next year i guess or maybe in the sectional we'll see but uh yeah just uh uh, you know, another win for for uh, New Albany. Just uh, you know, four zero was, which is uh, which is incredible considering uh, you know they they played without two starters for the those first four games and uh, you know they're just they're just getting it done. Uh, you know, I don't know what the I can't remember the average margin of victory uh, for for New Albany so far, but uh, I, know, it's, I think it's less than five points. So uh, you know, just an impressive start for Coach Shannon, and uh, now they get the. You know, now they get Orleans, the top five team in Class A, coming in this Friday night. So, schedule uh, definitely gets a little more difficult, I guess, because what you got Gabe Cups and uh, Centerville coming in at the end of the at the end of the month. So, you know, it's it's not gonna be not gonna be easy. But man, uh, you know, definitely an impressive start for Coach Shane and then uh, and the Bulldogs, and then you also got Christian Academy, which is five and zero. So, two two impressive starts there by the, by those two teams.
1: No question about it. Talking with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. You know, Josh, looking ahead to the weekend, Providence and Floyd, not sure what to make. Floyd clearly has some work to do. I was surprised they went Saturday down to Castle and got manhandled like they did. But Providence, without Casey Kalen, he's going to be out for some time, according to Coach Ryan Miller, with a, a wrist injury. Uh, not really sure what to make of that game. Providence, I think, the favorite after coming off a – uh, a, a weekend of some tough games but uh going to be interesting to see how that rivalry game plays out really without Kalen and then with a little bit of unknown about Floyd it may not be the game that it has been or that I thought it could be looking at the season from the onset it, it may not be the game we thought it would be
3: yeah yeah definitely uh you know without without Casey you know that that hurts Providence but yeah I would I would expect uh Another close uh, defensive battle between these two teams. too. you know, uh, uh, Greg Walters and Ryan Miller were <laughs> used to be on the staff at Floyd Central there for Todd Surgeon. and uh, you know uh, they they know each other pretty well. They're good buddies, so it's going to be interesting to see you know what happens. It's you know Floyd Central obviously uh, looking to bounce back after after last weekend. We'll see we'll see what they can do. Um, you know it, it's. Uh, uh, you know, and they they traveled to uh, Bloomington South, I believe, the night after that game. So, you know, they've, they've got two two tough ones this weekend, and uh, you know, Providence coming off that game at Scottsburg last weekend, which I uh, wasn't that, but apparently, you know, they they were right there. They made a they were down ten, but then made a nice run in the second half, and actually, you know, maybe had a chance to to win the game. So, you know that that was uh, that was an impressive. Uh, well, I won't say an impressive loss, but you know that was an impressive comeback by them to get uh, to erase a ten point deficit. So, you know, it, it stinks, especially for Casey Kalen. You know, to, to get hurt like that in your uh, your last year, but um, you know, in the long run, who knows? It may it may work out better for Providence. Some of these some of these other guys getting an experience and uh, playing big minutes, and then once once Casey gets back. That experience, and they uh, they may be ready to, to make a run uh, uh, again, like they did last year. We'll see. You know, obviously, you got big old Brownstown waiting for you in the sectional. But uh, you know, uh, if anybody can go uh, up with a game plan for for Jack Benner, I, I, uh, I would think Ryan Miller can do it and, and his staff. So you know, that, that's that's down the road. Obviously, Providence didn't quite worried about that game yet. Although I'm sure Coach <laughs> Miller's already got a game plan. <laughs> somewhere in his, uh, in his folder for that game. But, uh,
1: Josh, the holidays are coming up. Uh, So, you know, maybe some off time, maybe a little vacation time, but also holiday hoops and holiday tournaments across the state. And I always love the King of the Bluegrass over in Fairdale uh, bringing in some out of town teams against some of the best from Kentucky. So, it's always a great time to catch up on basketball, see some local teams. So, we'll have uh, some challenges coming up and it's uh, the holidays give teams a chance to do a little traveling or to go out of town for a day or two that they mo- normally may not be able to do during the school year. So we've got, we've got a lot of interesting games, some great matchups coming here over the next few weeks.
3: Yeah, definitely. There's always, uh, you know, some good, some good games during the holidays and, uh, uh you know, I can't, I can't remember all of the uh, holiday tournaments that our teams are playing in because there are so many of them, but, uh, you know, obviously we got the. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's the granddaddy, but the, you know, we we got the, one of the oldest ones here in uh, in uh, Southern Indiana in the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. So, you know, that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting one just just from the fact that well, Silver Creek has won I think five in a row, and they'll, they'll be going for for six, and then uh, you know, Providence, the defending state champ, is uh, in two A looking to maybe win that uh, this year, and then you got you know. A, uh, team on the up and coming, like Charlestown, is who's uh, you know played played pretty decent here to start the season under Matt Lynch. So, you know that'll that'll be an interesting one. But uh, yeah, some some usually some great time for some hoops. Uh, you know if you can, if you can catch a game, uh, there's always some good games around this time of year. That's for sure.
1: Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. You can read their coverage at newsandtribune.com slash sports. You can also, of course, subscribe to the daily print edition of the paper as well. Josh is everywhere when it comes to high school sports here in Clark and Floyd counties. All right. Thank you, Josh. Talk with you soon.
3: All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap things up for this Wednesday program. Back with you Thursday at 11 a.m. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall will join us. More on IU and Kansas coming up. Always plenty to talk about uh, related to IU hoops, that is for sure. And plenty more coming your way the rest of the week. Stay with us and join us later tomorrow at 11 o'clock here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.